Would it surprise you if some of the people who assassinated Martin Luther King Jr. called themselves Christians? I saw some folks say, no, it wouldn't surprise them. Some of you said, can you ask the question again? Would it surprise you if some of the folks involved with the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. called themselves Christians? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. One of the reasons it wouldn't surprise me or surprise you or surprise Jesus is because of what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, that many seem to miss the weight of. Let's read it together. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Ready, read. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Did you catch that word, nations? Glad y'all caught it because a lot of folks have missed it over many years. Did you catch that word, nations? In the Greek, the word used for nations is ethnos. The word used for nations is the word ethnos. Ethnos. Hmm. There's something about that word that looks familiar. Ethnos. Somebody said, what'd you say, Liz? Ethnic. It's like our equivalent to the word ethnic. Ah. I got reverb today on this microphone. It's coming through here. (laughs) The word that we see in Matthew 28 for nations is the word ethnos. Our equivalent of the word ethnic, ethnomusicology ethnography, all these different people from different regions and cultures. Somebody say ethnos. And when you read Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and you read to understand what in the world is he talking about all nations, then you say, oh, Jesus is saying that I want you to go and share this gospel. I want you to go and make disciples of everybody. Somebody say everybody. That clears up ethnos and nations. When you look further into the definition of this word ethnos, you see of all creature and type. When you read different translations of your Bible, you see words like, go and make disciples of all creatures, of all nations, of all peoples, tongues, and tribes. You with me? Somebody say, everybody. So when Jesus gives this message in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Many of you would remember he gives this message post-resurrection. 
Jesus has been dead, buried, and crucified. Then shows up with a message after being resurrected and makes sure his disciples hear this message. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Huh, I know people's last words are important, but what about somebody's words after they've been resurrected? How much more did Jesus want to emphasize? You go into all the world and make disciples of everybody, everybody. Jesus was speaking to a group of Jewish men. Yeah, so he shows up to tell them, hey, you group of Jewish men, in your Jewish culture, in your Jewish time, with your Jewish prejudices. Go into all the world. Talk to those Gentiles. Talk to those people who are different than you. Make sure this gospel gets out. It's hard to disciple somebody when your prejudices are in play. It's hard to disciple somebody when you've been raised to think of them as less than or inferior to you. It's hard to disciple somebody when you've been raised to think of them as better than or more superior than you. It's hard to disciple somebody when you've been raised to be afraid of them, how they dress or speak or the foreign foods that they eat. When Jesus shows up post-resurrection to tell these Jewish men to make disciples of all nations, he was making sure that his followers would not be adding to the discrimination prylands, but instead an answer, an answer to the discrimination prylands. That the world, and oh yes, the church, would face. He says, you're not just going to make disciples of Jewish men and people who look like you and who talk like you. You're going to make disciples of everybody. Everybody that places their faith in me. Everybody. Jesus' followers dealing with discrimination shows up throughout the Bible. Yeah, so you guys are not, I'm not shocking anybody this morning. Okay, good. Some of you are familiar with the Judaizers trying to get Gentile Christians to be circumcised, to become Jews before coming Christians with the misunderstanding that they have to be like us before they can follow Christ, before they can place their faith in Christ. Somebody say, that's a lie. That's a deception. Oh, you got to do what I do and how I do it before you can be a Christian. That is wrong. That's a hindrance. That's a stumbling block. That's just a veiled way of discriminating. The only thing necessary to follow Jesus Christ is faith in Christ. Jesus plus nothing. That's right. Somebody say Jesus plus nothing. Galatians 3, 26 through 29, 
drills this in more. Let's read it together. Galatians 3, 26 through 29. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you were Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. We're not going to touch verse 29 today because I won't be able to help myself. <laughs> I won't be able to help myself. But verse 26 says, for who in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through how? But what it says first is for in Christ. Somebody say in Christ. in Christ. This is a distinction that's emphasized over and over and over and over again in your Bible, in your New Testament. It is say be in Christ. Are you in? I, I used to want to do a message called the, the, in, the in crowd. The in crowd. Because the New Testament gives us, what's going on with my baby? Okay. In the New Testament gives us this phrase in Christ at least, at least 80 times. That's a big deal. Over and over and over again. He kept up, keep, you in Christ, you in Christ, you in Christ, you in Christ. You could have a whole ministry just telling people, you in Christ, you in Christ, you in Christ. You're not a lesbian no more. You're not a homosexual no more. You're not a drug addict no more. You in Christ, you in Christ, you in Christ, you in Christ. I hope so. Over and over again, Tina, he had to tell, in Christ, you in Christ, you in Christ, because they're inclined to forget. They're inclined to put other distinctions above the one that matters the most. Somebody say, in Christ. If I had my envelope, my red envelope, I would have a whole bunch of different squares I will put those different colored squares into my red envelope. And I will tell you the same way those different colored, multicolored red squares are in that red envelope. So it is with all these different ethnicities that are also in Christ. In Christ. That other identity, the other things you used to identify with, they have to take a back seat or be gotten rid of altogether because now we're in Christ. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God. I want to touch it, but I'm going to leave it alone. But it says through faith. Through faith. Through how? Through how? Faith. Okay, this is good. Just one more time. Through how? Faith. faith. But what kind of faith? Is this the faith that has an intellectual assent that just says, I know the information, I'm intelligent, I can read, I know what the scriptures say about this God? Is, 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 is it that kind of faith? 
No. When we look in Galatians and see this mention of faith, we see this word that helps us understand faith is about a commitment to and adherence to. I am relying on. It's that type of real faith. Real faith. It's the kind of faith that says, I walked into the Bridge Church this morning. I saw my chair. I looked at that chair. And I apprised that that chair could hold me up. So I decided to plop my weight on that chair because I knew I had faith that that chair would hold me up. This is the kind of faith that we have in Christ. I place my faith in Christ because he can carry me. I place my faith in Christ because I trust him more than I trust any other thing. This is the kind of faith that Galatians is dealing with. This is the faith that we profess. It is not an intellectual ascent alone. It is something you can see in practice. I throw my weight on this faith. When you throw your weight on this faith of Jesus Christ, who everything changes. Somebody say, through faith. It's the kind of faith that says, I'm going to jump out of this airplane. And I'm trusting that this parachute is going to sustain me to the ground. That's the kind of faith your Bible is talking about. I'm trusting you with everything I have. I'm not playing with it. You can see by the risk I take that I trust this Jesus. My risk ought to show my faith. My risk ought to show my faith in Jesus. For as many of you, verse 27, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Is it talking about water baptism here? No. This is not talking about water baptism here. At some point, we'll do a study of different mentions of baptism throughout Scripture, Genesis to Revelation. It's fascinating. They all have to deal with the fact of immersion, though. So when Paul is writing this to his people saying, why y'all try to make these people do things how you do them? Why are you discriminating against these brothers and sisters in Christ? Why are you making it so hard for them? He's saying, we have all been baptized into Christ. So if it's not water baptism, then what is it talking about? Immersed in Jesus. Immersed in Jesus. I've placed my faith on him. I've placed my faith in him. He covers me. I hide in him. You no longer see me. Now you see him because you see me doing things that show I rely on him. I've been baptized. I've been immersed the same way. When you go into the water, we see that water and we see a little bit of you. When you go into Christ, we see a whole bunch of Jesus and a little bit of you. Oh, you used to be a coward. Oh, now you want to decide to love your wife the way you're supposed to. Oh, you used to be an absentee father. Now you're present. Oh, you mu- oh, that's Jesus right there. Water baptism just announces you're saved. It doesn't make you saved. 
Amen. Amen. So he's telling them, put on Christ. You've been baptized. He's telling them, your identity is in Christ. Numero uno. Everything else, other adjectives. Numero uno. It's just Christ. So when you're looking at other people who are in Christ too, you're supposed to see them as, yeah, you're in Christ too. You ain't supposed to look at them and be like, I remember what your people did to my people back in 19. <laughs> you laugh, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I, this, is, this, is, oh, this is real to the real to the real to the real. We're supposed to relate based on in Christ. You in Christ, I'm in Christ. Don't matter how wretched we were before. keeps working with us over 80 times to get these people to identify with Christ more than they identify with other these with with more than these other schisms and isms verse 28 there is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither slave nor free there is no male and female for you, I heard you, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Ooh, for you are all what? In Christ Jesus. Don't buy into this deception where these people are talking about, we are the world. We are the children. We're just all the same. We're just all the same. This doesn't, that's a deception. That's to get people to Lower their standard as to get people to abandon, to, be, be, to begin compromising. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that we are all one. How? In Christ Jesus. It doesn't say we're going to all be one just because we just tell everybody that's our philosophy and we don't know how to live it out. And then we see, oh, this breaks down because it wasn't actually based on the Lord anyway. That part. So let me just be in delusion and deception. <laughs> there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is, not, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus has destroyed the dividing line. Christ Jesus has removed the barrier. Christ Jesus has destroyed the wall. And they have to be told over and over again, like me and you have to be told over and over again in a 2024 political year. Uh, so 
in Christ Jesus. Christ. Okay, that's Christ. Okay, thank you, thank you. That's my brother in the Lord. That's my sister in the Lord. Just, I'm just going to leave that alone. Or at least I'm not going to handle it on Facebook and social media. If I got a question, I'm going to call you and have a meeting with you. Be a coward and post on social media. That, can, that might go in other churches, but not this one. Unacceptable. If you have something to say, you pick up the phone and you call them people. You got a question about why they're posting the crazy stuff they're posting, that's fine. You pick up the phone and you call them. Don't blast your brother and sister on no social media. That's ungodly. Amen. I got free speech. Mm. Let me show you how to do that. <laughs> Christ Jesus. Got folks drawing lines and barriers between churches and denominations. Political parties, economic classes are not acceptable in the body of Christ. The dividing wall, the barrier has been removed. We are all one in Christ Jesus. I remember when I was confronted with an issue I had. This was, a, this was a ways ago, but it helped me see. Ooh, Lord, you're working on me. I'm just being honest. Very transparent. Please don't judge me later. Or if you do, just do it when I'm not. I can't see you. Just, uh, I, I, I got a, a conviction from the Lord. Because I had this thing where... If I heard bad news on the national news, if I heard bad news, somebody broke in and stole this. There was a mass murder this. You name it. Whatever the bad news was, my first question, thank you, Jordan. I'm not alone. It got me a long time ago. Ooh. My first question was, were they black? the Lord got me good. Ooh, he got me good, Brittany. He got me good. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I felt that ping. You know, Holy Spirit will get you. You'll be like, wait, what did I do? You're grieving me. You have such an association with your ethnicity, with your skin color. You have such an association that your question is, were they black? Please don't let them be black. Let me up here telling my business. Ooh. 
Now, Binky, I'm delivered now. But back in the day, that was my first question. And I, 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 I guess the Lord was like, okay, we're going to deal with this. I'm trying to help you see something. You're over-identifying. You're unhealthy. You're out of balance. And so I'm just putting it out there for you guys. Let my pain be a blessing to you. <laughs> you get your freedom. Because if, if we were to identify more with our political parties and socioeconomic backgrounds and statuses more than we would a genuine believer who is in Christ like me and you. That's a pride land, Linda. That's a surefire problem. That's idolatry. erase this tape after I finish this. <laughs> People are like, he's still like it. No, I got delivered. Because I needed to be delivered. Because I had pride. The wrong kind of pride. It is an injustice. Somebody say injustice. To separate a Christ follower from other Christ followers on the basis of background, ethnicity, age, gender. That's an injustice. That's an injustice. I place my faith in Jesus, and now I belong to a family. The only time you put somebody outside of a fellowship is to discipline them. That's the only time you say, oh, you got to go. You don't want to repent and do right. You got to go for a while. We're going to starve you of that fellowship until you turn your life back to the Lord. But you're not going to be up in here spoiling everything. It's a punishment to be outside of the body of Christ. Because we place our faith in Jesus and we get a family where we belong. LeBron can't be LeBron without the Lakers. Am I right, Ricky? A soldier can't be a soldier without an army. Am I doing good? A believer, a Jesus follower, cannot be a Jesus follower all by yourself. That's not what God intended. It is an injustice for somebody to be excluded for, I'm going to say, just to be quick about it, stupid reasons. If you have righteous reasons for people who are being disciplined, yes, absolutely. Discipline them. Kick them out. Amen? I'm just doing Bible. But when it has to do with this stuff that Christ Jesus has destroyed, these barriers have been removed, no excuse. No excuse. The kingdom of God is built in families, built in groups. People will come into your life, come into this church, will come from all kinds of backgrounds you do not understand for whatever reason. They place faith in Christ Jesus. We are all one in Christ Jesus. 
nobody better than anybody else. All equal footing. Amen. Equal footing. Would you disciple a Korean or a white person or a black person, a Hispanic person, whatever, a Russian, a Ukrainian, an Israel? Would you, would you, is there somebody that you think, oh, I'd have a hard time discipling somebody from that background? Deal with that for the rest of the message. I had to run this thing real deep. Oh, could I disciple somebody who was a pedophile? Could I disciple somebody who was a rapist? I had to go there because I had to test myself. What is in me? I had to go in. I said, oh, could I do that? Could I do that? I'd be willing. Could I deal with my prejudices, deal with my issues? Now, of course, you know that it doesn't mean that there are no differences when Paul is saying what he's saying. He's telling them, you no longer have a reason to not fellowship with other people. If they are in Christ Jesus, you have every reason to fellowship with them. The barrier, the dividing wall has been, has been destroyed. I guess I just stopped by the bridge this morning and let you know to build bridges and not walls or barriers. Be a bridge to the gospel, not a wall. Be a bridge to the nations, not a barrier. Be a bridge to Christian discipleship, not a discriminator. Be a bridge in a politically charged year, not a barrier. I guess I really just stopped by to tell you that bridge lives matter. you to stand. You're going through the grid. Could I disciple somebody from this type of background? Race, color, creed. Could I disciple somebody from that background? You're running the gamut. They've come to faith in Christ. God is not holding anything against them. Am I holding something against them? Am I, belie- am I believing a lie about the saving power of Jesus Christ to make us all one in him? His blood was spilled. His body was broken. So all that would place faith in him would be one in him together. lift up our worship through song then we're going to come and celebrate the unity the communion we have in Christ Jesus through the taking